Welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. I'm Matt. Seven. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're doing our podcast uh, nobody. early. I guess nobody so far. We're doing our podcast early this week. Yeah, because Matt's got shit tomorrow of things he has to do. So, uh, yeah, we're doing it early. And, I mean, unless, like... Let's make a rule right now. Let's make let's make an empty gas empty gas empty glass rule. Uh, if we get like twenty five consistent viewers per Twitch, then at that point we will solidify scheduling, and I will, I will, I will avoid all other scheduling conflicts. I agree with that. That's a fair, you agree with that? Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, like. Because right now, like a lot of this stuff, like still goes up on the Twitch stream. So even if people, for some reason, are waiting to listen to us tomorrow, the video is still there, so they can watch it. And then we're also available at theemptyglasspodcast.com, where it also links to all of our Apple Music and Spotify shit. Yes, early mini plug before the mid plug. So you're welcome, Stefan. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, yeah, I agree with that, and we. I think we should probably start trying to get back in maybe to the like social media game somewhat, maybe just to like tell people to listen to us or post clips of things we think are funny. Yeah. And something we've chatted about that, uh, you know, if anyone else is interested in, we talked about doing some gameplays and stuff like that. Lightly, lightly talk about it, you know, just, you know, as a possibility one day, cause that'd be cool. We have some friends. I think I d we did talk about this on a podcast also, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, it would be fairly easy to set up with, my stuff now so i yeah. agree with that it'd be fun all right so i think the biggest topic that we both want to talk about is the halo show so did you want to get straight into that or do you want to lead it with some oh, actually i want to lead with something else i'm ignoring you for a second because i want to tell you about my day today tell me about your day so i'm tired uh i've i've been stepping up my workout game and i was going for a run today during my lunch break and I don't know if you've been outside. It is supremely windy, or at least when I went for my run, it was super incredibly windy. And uh, what, at towards the end of my run, like when I had about half a mile left, I was going up a big ass hill. The wind was blowing directly on me. Like it was just a lot of fucking force. Like I could barely keep my eyes open with all the freaking pollen that was flying at me. So I'm possibly going to be sick, which is going to be fun. And then to make matters worse is uh, a gardening truck drove by me and I guess they had some residue left over on their bed or whatever and uh flung manure right in my fucking face. <laughs> You're joking. No, I mean like little specks. I, I wasn't like fucking covered in it, but like I have helped in a garden before. I know what fucking fertilizer smells like. Also I'm hearing feedback from your side. Oh my bad. Yeah. So yeah I got I got shit thrown in my face today for trying to live a healthier lifestyle. So that was fun. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm telling this as a comedic thing, not because I want your pity. Well, you know, uh, laugh. You didn't, laugh. You, you didn't deserve that shit in your face, just like Chris Rock didn't deserve that slap. I knew this was going to come up. All right, so we're going to talk. We're going to address this first before the Halo thing. <laughs> that was just wild, uh, bro. God damn. The one, times I, the one time I wish I watched the Oscars in the past like 10 years. Yeah. I I, that was wild. I fucking I loved it. I was I was like, whoo, yeah, the Academy's trying to figure out how to make their shit popular for the past so amount of years. And uh, who would have thought that violence would have been the answer? Well, there you go. You heard it there first. You, you heard it third on the Empty Glass podcast. 
I would I would absolutely love it if uh, they did a battle royale system for like you know best actor next year. They have like the nominees, whatever, but then they actually have to duke it out in order to get the prize and the you're best talking, one. The you're fight. talking, but you're talking proper battle royale, like in reference to the movie. N- nah, because they need to be around to film more movies. They can't just die. I'm just saying, sure. like you know, more like a cage match, I guess. Like they hang up the Oscar in the cage. You got Robert De Niro. You got your Brad Pitt in there. You got your Tony Danza, like all of them going at it, throwing fisticuffs, trying to get the Oscar. And then, you know, Chris Rock is just commentating the entire time. <laughs> I mean, fuck it. With that, I'm like, make Chris Rock the permanent host of the Oscars every single year. I just think it's so crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't. I, I stand more on the side of like it was unprovoked and wild of him to do that. Um, it is a, it's certainly a loaded thing because if someone was bad mouthing my loved one in front of me, in front of a large audience, I don't know if I would be able to contain myself. Like, I I don't know about that. However, I am also on the side of Chris Rock is a comedian. He was saying jokes. It was a fairly lame joke. It wasn't enough to, uh, really warrant an act of physical violence because it's a G.I. Jane reference from, you know, like 20 years ago. And then to top it all off, uh, Will Smith, you know, just, you know, hit someone on public television and didn't face any kind of repercussions. So it's kind of just more rich assholes getting away with shit, you know? Yeah, that's which that's that's also really that's really irritating for me. I'm like. They already get away with murder and shit. Now they could just violently attack people that badmouth them in public. I think it was a bad joke. I think it was not cool. Did it deserve a slap, though? I don't think so. Personally, I thought that was just a little weird. Right. So the act of the slap itself, like I said, emotions run wild and stuff. Uh, I can understand attacking someone when someone you love is at stake. Uh, which, you know, the whole Will and Jada Pinkett Smith thing is, you know, fucking crazy. I, I think someone said it best. It's like that joke was probably the very top layer of the layer of fucking shit cake that that couple is in right now. <laughs> so it's probably just a bunch of emotions, not just a joke. But so I'm saying the whole acting on it thing, I that's a gray area. The whole not being punished for it thing and still getting a fucking Oscar and getting to have a speech, you know, minutes after hitting someone, that's not cool. Like yeah, if they not. if they already plan on giving him the Oscar, they should have done it, but then, you know, he he should have left. Like it should have been basically someone from the academy going up saying, you know, Will Smith won the Oscar, however, we do not condone violence, so he uh he will not be allowed to have his reward. He will not be able to have a speech for his reward. Like at the very minimum, that should have been the response. Agreed. Yeah. You know, that's what happens. Kids misbehave. You take away their toys or their shiny little Oscars. (laughs) Yeah, they're shiny little men. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. um, Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, So you want to talk about the hollow show? Yeah. Let's let's get Halo out of the way. Let's get out of the way because I got a few things to cover. Uh, I don't think it's worth an hour. Uh, But first of all, I want to ask on a scale of one to five, how did you like it? Two? Two. two okay, a, two so and, like two and a half. Okay, so like that scale, for example, is one awful, two bad, three just neutral, mid, like no impact whatsoever, 
four, good, five, fantastic. All right, I give it then like, if that's your scale, I would give it like a three and a half. Yeah, because like, okay, first of all, I'm going to talk about my scale real quick. People that do one out of tens or like one out of a hundred, it's just unnecessarily dirty. I really think one out of five is a really good, simple way. It's like you either find something neutral, you don't like it, you hate it, you like it, you love it. I, I, I really don't think there's much ground in between to, to warrant like a whole higher scale, you know? Right. Um, so, so let, tell me what you liked about it. I didn't tell you if I liked it or not. I know. Do you want to know if I liked it or not? Yes. I did like it. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so I was talking to our buddy Jared about this this past weekend and I, I forgot if I mentioned this in the podcast or not, but I said, I was saying like, I don't, I am not the target audience for this show or I'm not Paramount's intentional target audience for this show. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure who their specific target audience is, but I do think I am their most ideal audience for this show because one, I'm not a huge Halo fan at all, but I am a gamer. I am aware of Halo to a small degree. So I am 100% neutral to coming into this. So I'm not going to be comparing it to the show, I'm, but I do have a kind of small context about it. So I, I am probably the most ideal person to get to watch the show. And that's exactly what happened. I watched it and I'm like, okay, this wasn't bad, but I do still have some hangups. So what would you, what would you rate it? Uh, like three, uh, 3.5. I wouldn't say it's fully good because like I really have no interest in watching any more of the show, but from what I watched, like it was okay. I could watch more of it is what I'm saying, but I don't really particularly want to. So we agree on it. Um, score wise. Yeah. So the, I, the biggest thing, and I'm very curious of what you think of this, uh, this feels like a fucking fan film from 2010. Like the special effects are fucking not great. They're super aged and does it not feel like a fan film on YouTube? <laughs> it kind of did. I got the same vibes from it. It felt kind of like in the same the same kind of spirit of uh like the Halo 4 forward onto dawn type short. Yeah. Story. And it's it's so weird because I'm I'm kind of blending two things together. Um and I do want to do this point by point. I, last time with the Batman like we were covering too many points at a time. It got a little messy. So I want to try to focus more at one point at a time. But I really felt like this, the episode we watched was like a season finale. Like the, there's been a, it felt like there's been an ongoing fight between the resistance and the UFC. No, that's not right. The UN UNSC. <laughs> thank you. The UNSC. I feel like there, it was like a long battle between them. The covenant had just been revealed. And then the series finale was master chief. Oh, spoilers, by the way, master chief, leaving the USNC did it not did it not feel like it was a season finale type situation just with like the tone of it chief leaving the UNSC kind of opens it up for what they're doing which is called like the silver timeline where I believe they're going to have other Spartans trying to track down Master Chief and that's what's going to be like a big part of the plot no but it, it felt like the Mandalorian season finale even the whole removing the helmet thing it felt like there had been an entire show an entire like six episodes before this show happened 
And then this just happened to be the series finale leading on to the second season. It did kind of give that vibe, um, but I would only disagree in the sentiment that if they would have just held off on taking off Master Chief's helmet, then that would have been a really good start. Oh, I have a whole thing about that. I guess, maybe, but it just would have been an okay start. I, I don't know. The show is also all over the place. Like, I have so many weird thoughts about it just kind of like batman it was completely different than what i was expecting you need to get rid of those expectations bud you need to yeah you need to be dead inside yeah i know um what okay a positive about it i like the girl uh kwan played by yuren ha i thought she was a very good actress and i really appreciated how her incredibly annoying friends died very violently in the first few seconds they were introduced (laughs) They that was the show is very gory. Just yeah. FYI, for anybody who hasn't seen it, the show is very fucking gory. There Not are a that... lot of I don't know. I think so as far as Halo goes, considering well, the games never got that bad. Well, yeah, you get you see someone's legs get blown off and shit, but that goes that ties in with the bad CGI, like because all the gores, a lot of it is CGI aside from like face splatter of blood or whatever. Um, and because it looks bad, it's hard to kind of take it fully serious. Although I did laugh when her friends died. Cause like I said, within a few seconds, I found them annoying. I'm like, Oh God, we're going to be stuck with these fuckers for a long time. And then just immediately all of them are dead. All of her, her entire fucking village is dead in the span of a few minutes. I'm like, Oh, that's yeah, cool. <laughs> on, a, on a gore scale, I would definitely put it up there. Like, that's definitely mm. way more gore than the games ever had. And it's not just legs getting blown off. People get their heads blown off. The elites get like brutally murdered. Um, the guy not, gets stabbed through the chest with an energy sword. Like it's pretty I, crazy. I watch a lot of horror movies. So I think my, my scale is a little different than yours. It's just, it was surprising amount of gore than what I thought it would be. Right. So I will say that, That's, but it's not like, it's not super intense or anything like that. Right. Like if someone's, I'm saying in the context of if someone is squeamish and they're curious about watching the show, it's not that bad. It's not, it's not Game of Thrones, but it's close. Uh, mm. If it had another, if it gets another season, we might see uh, it get a little more crazy. Oh my God. I have so many things to talk about that kind of tie into each other. You kind of, you introduce a good segue, but I'm going to, I'm going to focus. Use I'm it. Focus use it. Use, no, use the segue. No, 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 because the segue is going to take away from Halo, but I want to wrap up Halo in a nice little bow. Um, Okay, so once again, not a big Halo fan, but I do like Master Chief as a character. And one of his things is that he keeps his helmet on at all times in the game, but they take it off during the show. Now, I don't really have a big problem with that. Uh, Ideologically, I don't think it's that bad of an idea or... it's not a show killer for me, essentially. But the thing is, is that Master Chief is fucking stoic. And like, there's never a part where he seems panicked in any situation. Even the show did a good job of him just being in control of any chaotic situation. The second he takes off his helmet, though, he's freaking out. He is rushing. Like, the, the whole performance of the actor it just completely changes once the helmet is taken off. Because there is a way to still be stoic and still have a Master Chief vibe with the helmet off. But the actors just like come one hundred percent different, and I'm like that. I had a problem with. I'm, I'm like, why? I'm like, I, I don't think this guy's a badass that has control of the situation. He's just like, okay, do that, do this. Okay, turn that thing off. It's like, what? No, Master Chief is just like doesn't talk at all. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think of that? 
Master, I've been replaying the games and put a decent amount of time into Halo Infinite, and it's not that it's not that Master Chief doesn't freak out. Um, he definitely has moments of uncertainty, and like because the leaving the UNSC is a very big moment of uncertainty for him, considering you know he's their like number one Spartan. Makes me think that they're just trying to do this to introduce more Spartans, um, and where they're going to go with that, I don't know. But yeah. But um, I do think that he changed, and he's changing with his helmet off for multiple reasons. He's leaving the UNSC, and he's also touched the Forerunner artifact, which unlocked some sort of secret memory of his childhood. So I guess that's what they're trying to convey, and he was in a moment of panic. It was a little odd, though, because being a fan of the Halo games and playing them for all these years, literally every entry... I can't help but feel like it was given what I would call like a just like a like a rough watch like a it's just like a like when you go to wash your car and you don't care you just start scrubbing soap all over the dirty ass car like you're not going to rinse it off first like that's what I felt like the show was the games yeah. have such a good story as it is now a little convoluted, which they could take some creative liberties with and change. I wouldn't have a problem with that, but they had such a good um, foundation, a solid foundation. And it makes me think like, what is this going to do for Halo as far as it goes for a TV show in the future? Because I've only seen the first episode and I already have strong vibes on it. I think I'm going to give the second episode a watch, which unfortunately comes out tomorrow, so it's not out today. Um, we can't talk about it now. And it's hard to judge a show when it's in its first episode. But I agree that this just felt like a like a washed-out, crappy, half-assed job, somewhat, especially for 343 Industries being involved. Like, Halo is about three things, okay? It's about atmosphere. Guns. <laughs> I would put it Aliens. I, actually, I would say okay okay you know what it's about five things in this first order. person view right okay okay we'll get up we'll get to that but halo is Grenade about count <laughs> chill bro I'm trying to get something across yeah, halo, yeah let's say halo is about five things halo is about vibe right it's like the the atmosphere because look at the background if you for the listeners listening to our podcast you can't see it but for our twitch viewers there's a Halo background going on right now. It's just some beautiful atmospheric stuff. Halo's about atmosphere, and that includes music. Like, music is definitely a part of that atmosphere. Um, another thing it involves is good story. Like, Halo definitely has a cognitive story. It's about a super weapon planet type thing. Like, that's interesting all in itself. I don't know why you have to add a subplot about Master Chief's backstory, but I digress. Then it's about... Yes, the weapons, the first-person view, which I appreciate that they tried to do a first-person view. Um, they need I, to. They just so need to back it out. They need to back it up a little bit. Like I felt like they 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 went to that too many times. They should have cut to it once or twice. So it's like, haha, I get it. You know, like it's Halo. It's first-person. But I think they they kind of did it too much. What do you think about that? Just stopping on that point three for me. So. Uh... I agree that they overused it. They, I mean, you could have had it more as an Easter egg, but they went back to it too much. And I think that ties in also, I mean, we're still on your point three, but I think a big thing for me is like, they, they do not have the budget that the show needs to be as good as it can be. Because like I said, the VFX looks like shit or it looks really dated. 
Um, and I think they used first person view to kind of get out of some other action scenes because a lot of the action scenes, like Chief is also CGI'd and he looks bad too. He looks worse than some of the video games. <laughs> it's just like, uh, so I think they use it as a cop out to kind of cut corners and shit, which is disappointing because finish your finish your um, your scale. Finish your well, other go, two. Let's go back a bit. Number one, atmosphere. Like, do you feel like the show conveyed the Halo atmosphere? Being a non-Halo big big Halo fan type person, I think it conveyed. A sci-fi atmosphere, a very generic sci-fi atmosphere. Um, I don't think there was anything to kind of capitalize its originality. I agree. I liked I liked the design of like the UNSC station. I thought that was pretty cool, and I did like the design of High Charity, which is where the profits are. And yeah. We'll get to the, my next point. So we said, uh, or I said, it's about atmosphere. It's about story, right? And then it's about that first-person view, which we covered. So we've covered atmosphere story. We've also covered, obviously, the show has diverged completely. It's nothing like the games. So the next thing I want to talk about is the Covenant, because the Covenant is a very important part of Halo. What do you think about the Covenant in the show? I mean, they look like shit. I keep they're the worst looking part of the show. Uh, and it's unfortunate because like I don't want to say like special effects is enough to get me out of an experience, but it kind of is when it's this dated. Um, now he kind of glanced over story and something I do want to say real quick um, that I wish I prefer they did and honestly might have helped them out a little bit is if they insisted on having a human foil for the USFC like if uh, they insisted UNSC whatever the fucking army I'm calling the army now they've been downgraded because I can't remember the fucking acronym if they were going to insist on having a resistance versus the military then they I think what they should have done is just taken a whole season to go, you know, Spartans against this resistance. That way you save money and you don't have to show off the crappy offense of the covenant. And then, you know, like I said, this goes with the whole, this felt like a season one finale, have him have the thing with it while slowly kind of introducing the covenant in like small little scenes, you know, save your money while you can. And then once, it, if it does well, do a season two where it's all covenant at that time. And hopefully you have a bigger budget to go off of. Yeah, the Covenant was lackluster, and why only elites? I know, I wanted to see some grunts get fucking blasted. I like, uh, the grunts are fucking hilarious. That would have been a nice bit of comedic edge in that show, because there's no comedy. Yeah, no comedy, really. Well, no. I mean, there's no comedy in Halo in general, except no, the grunts. The grunts is. are always kind of, not a lot, though. No, I'm just saying the grunts are the main source of comedy. No, no, no. There definitely is. There's definitely comedy like between like the uh, the UNSC troops. There's definitely comedy between Master Chief and Cortana, which we have yet to see in the show. Um, you know, there's like just little quips or things like that. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but there's definitely like Master Chief makes quips, you know, for sure. Well, real quick. Yes, hello, Rob. Welcome to the chat, as always. We like to roll the red carpet for you. Why Matt sucks shirts? I She's mean, I like, do like to suck, but... Cortana's like, all right, I'm going to like go into your brain. And like in the, in the game, Chief is like, don't get any funny ideas, you know? And like, I don't know, just little one-liners like that. Or they're like in a uh, ship that's crashing. And she's like, we're never going to make it. We have countdown T-minus how many seconds before we impact. And Chief is like, we'll make it. We're going to be fine. You know, he's no, just no, kind of got this like cool disposition to him. 
listen, that's that's more just kind of clever writing. It's just clever commentary that can be comedic. Uh, when I'm saying like comedy, I mean like the grunts are like making funny noises, running around like screaming. The, yeah, yeah, for sure. Ace level, more like yeah, they're, they're the easy shot. Them. Slapstick. Yeah, that's the best shot at that. So, all right, what's your other two points? Um, I think we we already went through four. So the first one was again atmosphere. The second one was story. Story first Third person. First person shooting, or you know, the first person view, because obviously it's Halo, the Covenant. And now on my last topic or my last point is Halo needs to just be cool. Like it needs to feel cohesive and understandable. It's still digestible to this day. Like you go and play the first Halo. The the plot is clear. Everything is is in front of us, and it has a natural progression. This show looks like it's going to be telling stories and flashbacks, telling stories in that um, what we call like um, instead of having like an A B storyline, you're doing like a B C or like a B C A. Like you're going to just rearrange the story. It's a two act story or a three act. It's probably going to be two act because l- let's face it, it's a TV show. So they're never going to like conclude what's going to happen, at least this season. And so they're trying to like create these offshoot plot lines because they've already changed the canon. And I just am upset that they don't have as strong of that overall feeling of like, goodness like master chief when he gets there like everyone's supposed to be like yes like master chief is here like he's always been a hero um and i know they're pulling from the books which there's a lot of people who love the halo books i'm not i'm not dogging on those people but in my mind it's not canon and master chief is just supposed to simply be a weapon used for good halo 4 and halo 5 started going into this like deepness about master chief's background and how he was, and that's when I figured this is where it's losing touch for me a little bit. So, um, that's why, well, real quick, that's why Halo Infinite felt like a fresh of breath air, or breath of fresh air, how the fuck you say it. <laughs> and um, I don't feel like that, like Halo Infinite is just like Master Chief's a good guy, he's helping this guy who's stranded in space, and you're stuck on another Halo ring, and you're trying to figure out what's going on with a new Cortana basically and it kind of ties up the master chief cortana storyline without going into too much detail halo 4 though and halo 5 guardians were like all about master chief's background and it, i started losing touch as a halo fan at that point because i just like was like you know master chief is supposed to be like the doom slayer or he's supposed to be like just a badass with no face no identity no backstory He's a weapon, unfortunately, but he's still human in there, you know, and he has moments of humanistic traits. He trusts Guilty Spark when he shouldn't have, you know, because he made a human error. Um, he almost died uh, crashing one of the biggest bombs that were on a Covenant fleet. Um, Bro, you're going way too so deep into Halo like, War. <laughs> I'm just like, this, this doesn't feel especially for 343 like being involved this doesn't feel it doesn't give me the overall good feeling it doesn't give me the halo vibe like at all well as someone who is not a halo stan uh once again i think it did an okay job it was just very generic sci-fi thing the only the only major problem i have is that i i'm so sick of the political representations in movies and shows in the sense of like 
no, like we're the bad guys, like humans can't work together. And it's just kind of a situation, oh, bro, if you didn't want spoilers, you should have been here earlier when we said spoilers. So that's on you, Rob. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, like, just uh, real quick. I do like what Frosty Rob said in the chat. He was like, story three, then four, then goes back to one, then two, and then we see five. And that is the kind of, that's the feeling I'm getting from the show, 100%. It's well, just going to be uh, all over the place. Well, what I was going to say is, like, I'm, I'm so sick of, like, the whole resistance thing, like, that was the saying, like, that was the way to solve this shit. If they wanted to save money, they wanted to have a whole resistance thing, then dedicate a whole season to it, and then build to, like, the more generic, or not generic, but the more modern Halo stuff after that point. But I'm, I'm like, we can't trust them. It's like, kill this woman. She's part of the resistance. I'm like, do we have to do this? Like, so many shows do this. And I think something that really made me fucking laugh uh, a lot was, did you watch the Halo show with ads? I did not, no. So your login didn't work, and I had to do a free trial. Bullshit. Uh, okay, I'll in order to, to watch it. it. I'll have which, to send it back to you. No, I, I'm done with Paramount. Like, it, it literally has nothing on there I want to watch, but... Yeah, don't get Paramount Plus, anybody. Dude, Paramount Plus sucks. And I watched the most amount of ads I have all year on that shit. And what it... Uh, essentially, what it had was, like, I think 15 ads in total throughout the entire show. Just bombarded with it. But what was hilarious to me, what was so funny was that the video was brought to me by, and I even said at the beginning, it's like, this video brought to you by the U.S. Marine Corps and had a bunch of Marine Corps episodes. And I'm like, these motherfuckers didn't watch this show because this is the most anti-military show or episode <laughs> that they could have put their name on. Because like, the whole thing is yeah. like, don't listen to the military, essentially. <laughs> like, don't follow orders and like the military can be corrupt. And I'm like, really? This is what you're promoting because they go off the whole like, you know, the recruitment thing goes off the whole, you know, kids with guns want to like join the military. It's like, yeah, but if you're listening to the plot, it's very anti-military, <laughs> at least for the first episode. Uh, yeah, uh, and it's just kind of a weird change up because, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and Robbie t uh, chimed in on the chat and said Book of Boba Fett did the same thing politically. Yeah, I know. And guess what else did? Star Wars. And guess what else did? Star Trek. And like, that's where everything's going sci-fi wise. The, the thing I liked about Halo, the games, is that the military wasn't They're a bad thing. Like, that they were all that was left of humanity. There were no, there were a, okay, no, there were a couple of outposts and things like that, like in Halo Reach and in, in uh, what's it called? Halo ODST. But those people were still on the side of the military because the military is the people. Like, that's all that's left. It's the future where instead of having political things, there is no political things. The only people that are alive are serving the UNSC. The UNSC is literally the only pe human beings left. So... Like, it's it's a fucking Game of Thrones thing. It's like, if it, if there's any kind of form of government, it's like, people are gonna... This is what a you know producer thinks. People want a government to be corrupt. They want people stabbing each other in the back. They want power gains. I'm like, you know what? I'm cool for once. Maybe a bit of refreshingness to just have a side be good or just like focus on something other than like inner turmoil because that shit gets so annoying after a while. I agree. That's, and that's exactly what the Halo games do. There is no politics. It's just, it's in the future. All the humans are part of the UNSC or our, our alliance with the UNSC. There is no like other side. And yeah. that, that's just how the games are. And I'm not talking about the books. I know the books talk about political shit, but I'm not going there. 
The games are like, we are not going to go there. It's just about saving these planets from being overturned by the Covenant because the Covenant are sucking away the life of everybody, which actually in turn is a reaction to the Flood sucking the life out of the Covenant. So okay, but it's a, game a big circle, like a Halo game, ring, you know? Game aside, it's just a lazy motif that's current. Yeah. Like, just as a show standpoint, no need to compare it to Halo on that send. It's just been overdone. Get away from that. Any person wanting to make a show in the future that somehow gets it, that somehow listening to us idiots talk about shit, don't rely on that. It's so overplayed. Or if you do it, you have to do something original. Like, hearing, you know, the fucking leader of this group is corrupt for the 3,000th time is just, it's not, it's just nothing. It's nothing anymore. Yeah. Um, that being said, I mean, I pretty much covered all the Halo stuff I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Um, overall, I think I'll watch the sep- second episode and I'll keep up with it. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I, like I said, it it wasn't bad, but I'm like, it takes a lot for me to like get into a show, uh, and it it didn't have enough for me to come crawling back, you know. Me neither. And also, once again, Paramount Plus is one of the worst apps I've ever had to use. Yeah, don't get Paramount. Just don't get Paramount Plus. On that note, um, do follow us at theemptyglasspodcast.com. That's where we are. We already did a mini plug at the beginning of the episode, so I'm going to keep this one short. But if you guys want to listen to us to, you know, on any other podcast apps other than what you're listening on or watch us live, you can go to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com. Um, another bash against Paramount. You know the one identifiable feature that makes it hot garbage? They have a What's section. That? They have a whole section for TV movies. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that is, that's like scraping the ground that was beneath the barrel. <laughs> it's just an odd you, vibe. You the have app- you have gone through the barrel and you're now just digging up the dirt that was beneath it. <laughs> the app need the app needs work. I was telling you, bro. I'm glad you could see through it. Yeah. Um, the only way to do it without ads, it's like ten bucks a month. Yeah, not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. Um, now speaking of streaming services, because this is kind of what I wanted to get at. Do you believe with the current environment uh, that streaming services, not just a specific one, but all streaming services have set up, they have collectively all shot themselves in the foot to set themselves up for failure? And I will Uh, go into detail. Yeah, I don't understand in which way, because that's not specific enough for me. I haven't been keeping track of modern streaming services and directionally where they're going business-wise. So what I mean by this, and Netflix is probably the biggest example of they're always canceling shows and everything like that. Um, is that there are so many shows released on a streaming service nowadays. Um, Netflix is probably the worst one with uploading a bunch of stuff. Um, to put things in perspective, the game has been upped ever since Game of Thrones, not just Game of Thrones specifically, but ever since Game of Thrones came out, like that was huge production. That was huge like location. That was g- great special effects, good writing. Like it was a whole bunch of things. It was a massive, expensive ass show. And at the time, you know, that came out in 2017. Oh, no, sorry. That came out 2011 yeah. when it first aired. And there were only like 266 shows that released that year. So the, there was a lot less shows. And so when something that big came out collectively as a audience, we we're like, oh, we could check this out. And like it was a lot easier for everyone to be fixated on one big project. But now so many uh, streaming services are trying to do projects of that budget 
of the same scale and try to and expect to get just as many viewers to do it. But uh, as of, let me see, as of last year, there were like over 532 shows. So like there's just a constant increase. That's like double the amount uh, of shows last year compared to 2011. And then way more attempts to hit shows at that high of a budget. So when they don't have, you know, how regardless of how good the show is or not, when they don't have the same amount of audience that Game of Thrones had viewing each thing, the studio ends up losing money and then they end up canceling a show. So that's what I'm saying. They, they set themselves up to shoot themselves in the foot each time because they pour all this money. There's not enough audience available to watch that many shows at once. And so they don't get their audience. They cancel the show. And it's just a never-ending cycle. They keep, they, have up, they have up the game so high they can't survive. I, I agree with that. Um, but my two cents is this. Um, Wrong. The show, okay, cool. Sorry, go ahead. So if the shows are not going to be successful, the reason why, yeah, everybody's trying to do a Game of Thrones copycat. That's, that's clear. But the reason why shows aren't doing good, getting canceled left and right, and now these studios are like, well, well, damn, they're going to still be okay because unless everybody like in mass unsubscribes from Disney Plus, for example, they're going to be fine. But the reason why we're not getting as good, it's because people used to have to make shows with a budget, within the budget's limitation, and then make that show good to even get any sort of a following, you know? And we're mm -hmm. past that now because the big corporations, Disney, they own Fox, they own fucking ABC, they own Hulu. So every Hulu original is really a Disney original, so they always have a back burner. Like if Hulu fails, at least they have Disney Plus. And if Disney Plus fails, at least they have Hulu. So they're trying to and then if those both fail, they still have Fox. Do you see what I'm saying? Like they're trying to cover their ground, but what we're seeing is Hollywoodism. And it's spreading into television because television isn't television anymore. Television is on demand. We don't watch yeah. television. We watch on demand. That's all we watch. And um, Netflix, I think, is the biggest one as far as it goes to being in trouble or shooting themselves in the foot because they're still not owned by anybody but Netflix. And until they get bought up by Disney or Paramount or somebody buys Netflix, they are still going to remain in that shit storm. So I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix gets sold or if they decide to sell Netflix soon because they're the ones that I think are suffering the most. Paramount's going to be fine because there's the Nickelodeon people watching it. If you're not into that shit, there's the Halo people that still will, you know, still stay, stay subscribed to at least watch all of Halo, which is my plan. Um, unless they start upping their game on whatever they have up there. Um, I still have Hulu because there's a select few shows. Only Murders in the Building is a great show. I don't know if you've watched that or not, but um, nah. it's a great show. And like Halo, uh, Hulu definitely has like a lot of options and has a lot of movies that you know are pretty good. Um, um, but I find myself Amazon. watching. Oh, I, I barely watch Amazon Prime stuff, and I barely watch Netflix stuff. They're the well, two that I don't watch the most. What I was gonna say is like Amazon Prime has some really good shows. The Boys. It's a fucking excellent show coming out of a third season soon. Uh, Amazon's also gearing up for that Lord of the Rings show, which that one is probably definitely a uh, Game of Thrones. Yes. Copycat. Attempt. But we'll see. Um, but also most recently a show that I watched fully was um, Upload season two. Don't know if you ever watched that, but it's just a it's 
it is probably one of the most aesthetically pleasing shows for me. It's just, it's very bright, like nice, calm tones. Like it's, it's just a really nice show to watch for me as a person. Uh, and I like the characters. The writing's not super great, but every single actor in the show is very charismatic. So it works for me. Uh, but interestingly enough, I think Netflix, I mean, yes, there is always a chance that they're going to sell or they're going to go bankrupt or whatever, but they, they have created such a odd environment for themselves because they release more shit than any other service probably. Uh, and also a slight bit of respect because sometimes they're not afraid to take risk and make some really interesting movies or shows True. that don't end up doing well, but that's, I, I respect that, but they have so many things under their banner that. I don't like no one's going to allow them to just go bankrupt. It's like, I'm sure it's even to the point, like, a, you know, whoever would collect money on that, they're like, Oh, I want to close this shit down for good. Uh, because they are, you know, $6 billion in debt. Um, sorry, some asshole just broke into my apartment. <laughs> oh, is this Mark picking up his food? Yeah. He picked up his food. Anyway, sorry. I got distracted. Um, you're fine. Yeah. So if, you know, someone wants to claim their $6 billion debt or whatever the fuck they owe, they're gonna be like, well, we can't just get rid of Netflix because Netflix just has so much shit or, or is all their shows and movies just going to disappear and evaporate? It's like, no, like they've, they've become a necessity for a lot of people. So they, they could probably survive off of being like America, baby. Oh my God. Netflix is like America. They could just survive off of debt because what the hell's the world going to do without it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. No, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm right. I, hey, I'm like, I'm like a fourth white. I can be right. Hey, so tell me about your new tattoos. I don't have new tattoos. Oh, I thought you said you got some new ink. No. What? I thought you said you got them. Like you said no. you had some tattoos planned and then you got them. No, not at all. The fuck? Yeah. Did I dream that shit? That's so weird. I mean, I definitely told you my tattoo ideas, but like... I have not gotten them. I don't have money. Do you want to pay for my tattoos? Oh, no, absolutely not. Tattoos are fucking expensive. I'll let you pay for the cheapest one. Oh, <laughs> you want to pay for a tattoo for me? Because then we just buy each other tattoos and it's equal. Oh, like how we used to do Christmas gifts? Yeah. Okay, let's let's each get each other a, uh, a $50 tattoo of our choosing. That's reasonable, but sometimes that's only just enough for a deposit. Let's let's right. buy each other's deposits on our tattoos. No, 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 because I want to I want to pick a tattoo for you that you have to keep. You can get it anywhere you want, but I I get to pick the design and I have to pay for it and then vice versa. Oh, that sounds kind of cool. It sounds like a we've terrible been friends idea. Our but entire, I'm, I'm really down friends, for it. <laughs> we've been friends our entire life and I don't see that changing, so I'm definitely down. Yeah, we're kind of stuck with each other at this point, unfortunately. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh I I want to give you a kabuki mask. Yeah, like a like a traditional style. Maybe. I don't what know. If we, what oh. if we drew each other's tattoos? That would be wild. I haven't drawn in so long, but I'm down for it. I mean, I was when you're telling me about uh, Riley's like Pokemon tattoos and stuff like that. I'm <laughs> like, I would absolutely get one of those tattoos because I don't know. It's just something about having someone close to you making it and shit. Yeah, I can't believe Riley has those on his body forever and ever. Amen. I would absolutely allow him to give me one of those tattoos, like 100%. Well, there you go. And I would get it on my arm in view, not my forearm, but like, you know, the yeah. ab above the elbow. Yeah. 
in a reasonable, a reasonable spot, right? Business line. Yeah. The business line. The I, business I actually, line. when I was trying to figure out when to get, uh, what kind of tattoos I wanted to get, I always kind of considered getting like, uh, like one of those, like kind of dotted lines all across my arm above the elbow. And it just says like in small lettering, like business line. So basically like, it's basically where a polo would cut off essentially. <laughs> I don't know. I just always thought that'd be kind of a funny idea. And then like pass the business, like the business line down to your hand is all clean, but then pass the business line is like just covered in tattoos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stefan. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I have to wear long sleeve shirts because I definitely go, I supersede the business line. I got definitely have visible tattoos. Mm, I mean, I'd have to wear okay, like a long I, sleeve shirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I have forearm tattoos that are super <sighs> visible. It's funny. There are certain professions that you just expect people to have tattoos. So I can't imagine people would be too upset. And your profession is definitely no, one yeah. that I could, I could see like it would get a pass. You know, if, where I work in finance, not to say specifically where I work, um, I worked on financial situations. So, like, if I showed up with my tattoo showing, I'm I can expect to be told something. It's not going to be surprising. But with you, it once again, regardless of the company you work for, it's just like, oh, this guy's this guy's an editor. This guy's a filmmaker. Like, yeah, of course he has tattoos. Fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yep. Uh, I got a photography gig I'm doing next this coming month, actually, um, in a couple weeks, two weeks, and uh, I'm definitely gonna wear like a long sleeve shirt and cover my tattoos just in case. Yeah. But also like you're, you're a thinner guy. You don't get as hot. Um, like temperature wise, like I'm a bigger guy with meat on like a lot of meat on me and I'm th- kind of right. chubby. So for me, like wearing long sleeve is like, Oh fuck, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I got you. But, uh, Oh yeah. Rob coming in with the f- fucking, uh, hospital knowledge saying that nurses definitely have tattoos. Of course they do because they have to deal with the fucked up shit. They see, and whatnot oh yeah uh, yeah well uh I wanted to- <laughs> <laughs> what do you say uh he's saying morty hot as fuck oh damn right back at you robbie damn rob nothing for me nothing for daddy <laughs> no nothing for matt anyways um <laughs> moving on quickly 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 um uh have, are you excited for the lego star wars game uh actually a little bit I, I, (laughs) sorry, my response kind of made me laugh. I just was playing the Lego Batman three game last week, um, a little bit just cause I was like, ah, it's, I'm, I was in the mood for Batman things and I'd already played Arkham a thousand times and that game was on sale and I had it or I had it from like a previous sale or something like that. So I was like, why not? I'll try playing it. Um, fairly fun. I think the star Wars game is going to be a lot better because it's, it's getting away from the old Lego game format a bit. And then I watched Lego Batman the movie for the first time ever. Oh yeah, how was that? Not bad. Yeah. I, I I thought it was gonna be a uh, cringy, and it was a little bit, but like kind of in a heartwarming way. Um, because you, you saw the Lego movie, didn't you? I never did. No. Oh my gosh. Okay, I actually really recommend the Lego movie because it is surprisingly way more heartwarming than I thought it would be. Like it, it gets emotional. I um, own it. I own it on fucking Apple TV or like my Apple ID, whatever. It's just like it's part of my purchases. On my Definitely, phone. I, I highly recommend checking it out because it it actually has a really good message in it um, about you know what just like 
embracing childhood, like your childhood stuff, like, and also aesthetically fucking beautiful. Like putting, putting Legos together and shit in the movie is like gorgeous. And the same thing kind of carried over the Batman watching him like fall off the building. And then like, he's telling everyone, all right, guys start peeling off bricks and stuff. And he's putting together the ship as they're falling down. I'm like that kind of shit. I love, honestly, that's, I love it. That's why I love, that's, that's why I love the movies as a kid. So I enjoyed it. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. It looks like they put a lot of like hard work into it. Yeah, uh, definitely. I and Rob's like, I'd be more excited for it if it was online co-op, but just couch potato only. Hey, buddy, nothing wrong with being a couch potato. Yeah. Oh, it would just like nowadays, you know, especially like just most games should be online co-op. Well, I mean, especially Lego games is like those have been those have been co-op games for as long as possible. Uh, so it, it is going to be weird, although I do really like the fact that the gameplay changes like the the melee combat versus like shooting combat and space combat looks different, which is really refreshing and uh, looking forward to playing that. But I'm, yeah, I am kind of split between choosing that or Tiny Tina's Wonderland. <laughs> what? Yeah, the the Borderlands spinoff. Oh, what is it called? Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Because I I don't know if you ever got that far in Borderlands 2, but there's a DLC, um, Tiny Tina's Adventure, which is basically Tiny Tina, who's played by Ash from uh, Hey Ash, What You Playing? And because uh, she's she's hilarious as Tiny Tina, she's perfect. Um, but in the DLC, she you're pretty much playing like an RPG with the Borderlands character, and she will be like, "You're in a sparkly, sunshiny forest." Oh wait, no, actually, it's all dark and gloomy, and like the game changes as you're playing it and stuff, and it's just. It was a lot of fun, and so they released a spinoff game for that. Uh, and I heard it was better than Borderlands 3, which the gameplay of Borderlands 3 wasn't terrible. There, there was room for improvement. But the main thing was I hated basically every character in it, and I heard that this is more of a return to form, adds some new kind of fun gameplay mechanics. Um, like you can actually kind of customize your character for the first time, and there's six different classes, but what will happen is you choose one class, like a necromancer and then you could eventually blend it with another class later on so you'd be like a necromancer it's just some interesting things i kind of want to play it because honestly after elden ring and horizon um i am wanting just a game where i could turn my brain off <laughs> have you beat elden ring yet or gotten really far no 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 i've been burnt out on elden ring honestly um yeah borderline street sucked ass dude the ending uh it was is one of the most infuriating endings not myra but the the new chick that begins the m the kid i hated her Damn. i'm talking to rob right now because he said borderlands 3 sucked ass i'm like yeah it absolutely did rob the, we need to hook you up with a mic one of these days man the story aspect of borderlands 3 is just like such a fucking slap in the face of borderlands fans and the clips of twins are not funny they're not good they're streamers which that's the last thing i want to fucking go against or the last thing i want to hear long term in the game <laughs> Uh, as we're streaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of split. What what do you think I should go for? I think you should go for the Borderlands spinoff. That sounds like it's more your speed. Yeah. Um, and I'll go for, I'll go for Star Wars because I think it comes free on Game Pass, so, and I'll let you, I'll let you know how it is. Rob, yeah, please do. And then, ooh, that's another topic, but before that, Rob's saying... He is close to beating Elden Ring. He needs to kill two more main bosses than done, but I'm going to 
I'm going around getting stuff. Okay, he's just exploring, having fun. Great, which is what I was doing in Elden Ring too. Uh, I just, it's a lot of game. It's it's a lot of uh, gameplay and stuff like that. And then it's just, I got burnt, honestly. I was just like, I need a break from this. So still love it, but I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to eat it like it's a nice steak. I'm going to take my time with it, not gorge myself on it. Like a certain person that just recently came into my apartment a few minutes ago and stole some food. Yeah, that's how I play all my games. You did uh, your, yours is too much. <laughs> I, I forgot what game you told me recently, or I think it was even just Borderlands Two. You're like, hey, I just started playing Borderlands Two. I'm like, Stefan, that game came out like ten years ago. Yeah, I'm very behind, bro. <laughs> that's fine. Um, you have, you have your being, life going on. Speaking of being behind and getting ahead, um, I was going to tell you, uh, finally got this old computer of mine hooked up with a new SSD. Oh my god. Yeah, it took forever, but I mean, it happened kind of on accident. Rose's laptop needed a new hard drive. Hers was failing, so I bought an SSD, not knowing that the SSDs have to at least be the same size or the clone drive that you're going to like clone the computer onto has to be mm -hmm. either the same size or bigger. So I ended up with an extra like 500 gig SSD, and so now I'm using that as my boot drive on the computer, and it's nice. nice. Yeah, what uh what do you have uploaded to it? Or it's like, do you have any games uploaded to it, or is it just like your? Uh, no, you, but I did put shit. all my VR software on there, and I did put my like, you know, and I'm oh, able to good. install like Oculus to its like full level, and man, it's it makes all the difference. I did get Beat Saber, and I did uh, set it up to oh use, like God. custom songs, so I can just download different songs or you know real songs, not just like made up made for Beat Saber type shit, or have to pay money to dude play. For I am, music. I am decent at Beat Saber. I suck, I, but it's okay. I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably better than you would think I am at Beat Saber. Like I've, I think I was playing songs at like hard. Like there's it's the one above hard and like with double speed and shit like that. Like I was into it for a while. Yeah, um, I tried playing one on hard, but like without the walls because the walls bother me. Like I, I'm already kind of scared as it is, so I try not to like bend down a bunch as I play. So I'm playing without walls, but that's fair because you have a wire also, so you have to pay attention to that. Yep, but playing on hard, it was like that was crazy, man. That game is fucking insane. Now I have a whole newfound respect for the people who just do it so like easily. Hey, 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 what? PlayStation Game Pass. Oh yeah, so they're gonna do a Game Pass finally. Good for them. Yeah, um, I only kind of read. I, I don't remember. I glanced over it when I heard about it, but I didn't see anything specifically about downloading games. And I really, really hope they have that option because their PS Now streaming shit is garbage. Like streaming those games sucks. I And maybe it's just my connection. I don't know. I don't like the idea of streaming games. I would much rather download it, even if it's temporarily there. Like, you know, the way Game Pass works, essentially you download the game and then if your subscription expires or if they lose the game, it then locks it. That's a great way to do it. I just I prefer that way above anything else. And so you know about the whole three tier thing, right? No. Uh, so basically, base level of because it's all PlayStation Plus. It's still being called PlayStation Plus. So the base level is normal PlayStation Plus. You get the online features. You get the two games or two or three games per month and shit like that. Then the higher level. Hold on, I'm gonna just look up the tiers real quick because I I would like to just know it for myself also. You're good. 
tear tears. I almost spilled tears the wrong way. Okay, so it's gonna have like seven hundred plus games on there. Um, so the essential is ninety nine a month. Wait, PlayStation wait, wait, Plus is nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Yeah, so ten dollars for the basic bitch one, where you get the online services and then you get the two games and shit uh, for a yearly sixty dollars. So that's normal. That's you know Xbox Gold essentially. So then you have PlayStation Plus Extra. Yes, this naming thing is stupid. Uh, provides all the benefits for the previous tier. Adds catalog of up to four hundred games um, for PS4 and PS5. Uh, that's going to be fourteen ninety nine a month or a hundred dollars a year. And then the PlayStation Plus Premium, you get all the previous stuff. Uh, you also get access to PS2, PlayStation, and PSP games. Uh, along with that for as well. How much? Twenty. I haven't said it yet. Uh, this one is seventeen dollars, so eighteen dollars a month essentially. Okay. The yearly is one hundred twenty dollars, which is not terrible. So for double the amount of PlayStation Plus, you get access to seven hundred plus games that includes PSP, PlayStation, and PS2. Which uh, if you can play a beautiful, if I could play Beautiful Joe, my PS5, immediate buy. <laughs> like honestly. Yep. Or Crisis Core. Like if they actually have, if that's the only way to play Crisis Core. Absolutely, I'm paying for that because I haven't played Crisis Core in so long and I don't want to dust off my PSP. You can emulate it. I don't do that either. <laughs> Feel you. I just, I, I would just like the ability to play it on a console if I can. Uh, so if that option is there, I'm down for it. And there's a lot of really great PS2 games that I'm down to play. So uh, this is looking pretty interesting. I just need, and I'm sure there's something here. I just haven't, uh, I don't know how to read. But I need a confirmation that I can download these games and not just only stream them. Uh, okay, PS3 games available via cloud streaming. That's kind of bullshit. Uh, okay, okay. So a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the Good. original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP games. Good. Um, adds catalog of games including blockbuster from blah 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 third parties extra tier okay games in the extra tier are downloadable for play so the ps4 and ps5 games are downloadable so it seems like the only ones that you would have to potentially stream is ps3 games i'm okay with that because a lot of ps3 games have been transitioned over to ps4 and like remasters and shit and also you know ps3 games are kind of whatever Aside from Metal Gear Solid 4, PS3 wasn't super strong in no, it originals. Really, in, in, mine, mine blew up on me, so I didn't get to play too much of it, unfortunately. Hey, Metal Gear Solid 4 killed mine, so there you go. I know, you told me that you used to have to shake your PlayStation, is that right? Yeah, I said on a podcast, uh, yeah. for because the PlayStation 3 required downloads of games. Like you, When you pop the game in, you have to download it. And I remember when I got Devil May Cry 4, I had to sit there for about an hour with the PlayStation on my lap and I was just moving it back and forth like a baby, like kind of cradling it to sleep. And if I stopped, it just would not download. Like I would leave it there for like an hour and it wouldn't download a, a bit. But the second I started shaking, it'd be like, okay, 1%, 2%, 3%. Wow. It was the most dumb bullshit in the world. You let me borrow Metal Gear Solid 4 and I actually beat it. I w shocking. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, because you've, you're a very consistent person. You're still the same you were now as you were back then for certain aspects. And that was definitely one of them. So when you beat, when you saw me about beat Mugger Solve 4, I was like, holy fuck. And then you, 
didn't you then follow that up by playing Melgar Solid 3 and all the others? I did. I played 3 and beat it, and then I played 1 and beat it, but I never played Sons of Liberty. Ah, uh, Sons of Liberty gets a bad rap. It really does. It's, you know, people get pissed off because it was uh, Raiden rather than Snake, but it's a really good game, honestly. Yep. Then I went on to beat Ground Zeroes, and then I'm so far into Phantom Pain, I might as well beat it. Phantom like, Pain literally. is... So Phantom Pain is another Elden Ring situation. It's just like, it is so much to do in that game and so much you want to do rather than just the main story that it's just, you take your time with it. You you chew it when you're feeling it. Yep, here I am six years later, still fucking with it. Or seven now. That game came out in 2015. So seven years later, still but, but hey, that's that be- game every once in a while. That's the beauty of a game that puts gameplay before story. Not yes. saying that, not saying that Ground Zero doesn't have a story or not Ground Zero. Uh, Phantom Pain doesn't have a story, but the gameplay is so enjoyable that you can always come back to it and you don't feel the need to beat it immediately. You can enjoy it. Uh, right. Horizon. I, I haven't, I, I said it earlier, like I was burnt, I was burned out from Horizon Elder Ring. Like I've been playing Horizon a lot. I have not played Horizon a lot, but that game requires a lot of paying attention. I, I think what I had mentioned earlier was like, or a few podcasts ago was the story it's interesting. The characters are all incredibly written, written well. It has really good voice acting, but there's so much fucking talking. There's there's so, so much. Like, to the point that when you go to a blacksmith, they're like, oh, wow, Sharon over here was just talking to me about this or this, blah, blah, blah. So what can I do for you today? I'm like, okay, I need everyone in this game needs to shut up just a little bit. <laughs> it's just, I, I can't pay attention to a game that much, honestly. I don't have the mental capacity for it. And, uh, I did not know that Aloy was played by Ash. The same Ash from Hey Ash, what you playing in Tiny Tina. I am shocked and I think she's a very good voice actress. I'm glad she's making a name for herself. That's cool. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, Horizon has some great gameplay and stuff like that, but I'm just like, I can't do it, man. It's just, it requires so much. I just, I don't want to pay attention sometimes in games. There's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. And that's that's another thing with Elden Ring is like Elden Ring, you have to pay so much attention because the bosses are so fucking hard and not well not hard per se, but like they do so much damage against you, man. I I didn't realize it until I watched Donkey's video, um, but he's like, this game is perfection. the The damage though is fucking bullshit because you can either kill bosses in a few hits or bosses will kill you in two hits, and they have like stupid combos and shit. So no matter what you do, you're just a slab of meat ready to get slapped at all times, like Chris Rock's face at the Oscars. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with that. And it's just, I can't pay that much attention to a game right now. So I'm moving on to either star Wars or tiny Tina, more than likely tiny Tina. Yeah. Uh, that's why Rose and I gravitate to stuff like left for dead too, because there's still a bunch of the fan communities out there making new levels for that game all the time. And, and they're actually, more impressive than some of the levels that are like in the game regularly. So that's fun. Then we also been playing Halo. Just we're on Halo 2 still playing through the story cuz it's just easy. You just run through the level, you shoot shit and then you go through the next level and you shoot shit. Uh, yeah. we also started uh Mario Kart. Sorry, I bumped my mic. We've also started Mario Kart um uh because they the DLC came out for it and I didn't know that that's actually included for free with my version of Nintendo Online which is like 60 bucks a month. I know sue me, call me whatever, but I wanted to play Ocarina of Time on my Switch and that's the only way I could do it. Um mm. 
without modding my switch, which I'm not going to get into. That's a whole process. I have looked into it. Not, do not recommend. Don't bother. Wait, wait until like a it's switch easier. two comes out. Yeah, no, wait no, till it's well, that too. Yeah, it, wait till it's easier because somebody will. Somebody right now, you have to literally buy. Sorry to like go on this tangent, but right now you literally have to buy what's called a jig j j i g and you plug it into the bottom of your switch and you move it around while you mod the switch it sounds super sketchy to me yeah not worth it it's the um, only way you can put like android or any other operating system on your nintendo switch and it has to be a, a launch switch too it can't be like the newer one they rele release later it has to be a day one like and i'm like i don't want to ruin my day one switch yeah, exactly. I've ruined mine uh, by changing the shell on it and then also fucking up the screws because their screws are shit. But um, hey, 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 I did the same thing recently and I know your pain. Those those screws are designed to strip. Yeah, you they have are the right screwdriver or not. They are going to strip on your ass. Yeah, I did mine at your house like you saw it happen basically. And then you had to help me get it out. And then we basically hot glued the corner of it because it's just bullshit. But yeah. uh I I wanted to ask because I mentioned it last time when we were talking about Batman towards the end. Have you watched since then the gameplay for the new Harry Potter game? Yes, I have. Thoughts? I like it. Uh, I've been wanting to play the old Harry Potter game on my GameCube recently, so um, I feel like it's gonna like scratch that Harry Potter adventurous itch. Uh, definitely looks like it could use some you know fixes as they go along. I'm sure they're gonna you know put updates out, but. Overall, Funny I'm enough, excited. Overall, I'm excited. I'm a little sad. Not sad. Sad's the wrong word. But like, it would have been cool if there was a co-op feature in it. I don't think there is going to be, at least at launch. Um, but it is cool that you can kind of customize your character. It's cool that you can pick your own house. Uh, I will go Ravenclaw because that is my house. Is it really? Uh, it is. I am a Ravenclaw because I'm a logistical asshole. <laughs> did you take the test? I did. Multiple times. I, I always get Ravenclaw. But hey, Same. Ravenclaw's get, blue. Uh, that's cool. I get Gryffindor every single time. Of course you do. I also think I'm kind of a Slytherin, but you know, whatever. But I and I do think it's cool that you can learn like Havada Kedavra and like evil spells and shit. That's kind of interesting. Um, funny enough, the gameplay reminded me more of like Devil May Cry, like a hack and slash. Like I know it's at a range, yeah. but like the way you do the combat, I'm like, this is kind of odd, honestly. Um, but it's it's interesting and and definitely the biggest sell about this game is going to be the world. I, I think the combat is going to be very secondary to like what you do and it it honestly kind of gave me bully vibes and I hope it does like where you can go to classes and learn shit like I that's not enough games do that where like yeah bully had like a bunch of other funny shit going on but like I loved going to classes and improving your skills and like having to go to shit on time and if you didn't like you were a truant like the game is so fucking fluid and I hope if Hogwarts even kind of scr scratches the surface of that feeling it's gonna be a, a good sale for me honestly yeah I'm looking forward to it um have you heard of I always get this wrong it's not forsaken oh my god square it's a square Enix game Forspoken, Forspoken. Have you heard of that game? No. It is. Um, it's another big AAA game coming out for PlayStation. This one's by Square Enix, uh, which Square Enix has had kind of a mixed run, so I don't know how good it'll actually be. But basically, a modern girl from our generation goes to like a mythical realm with like dragons and spells and shit. Not super in love with the idea of a modern person going back to that time. I'd rather just have someone from that time, so that way I don't have to hear cringy shit like 
yo, dude, that dragon's whack or something like that. I know that's not terminology used nowadays, but that's just my point. I don't want to hear dated references. Um, but the combat in it, like you were going through a menu at like a lot of times and combining different spells that do different things. So like you'll piece together like an earth and fire spell to create something else. That is kind of more of the, that's hitting more, a little bit more of the Harry Potter kind of itch than the gameplay was. And I recommend, cause they had a whole showcase of it. If you're curious, check it out and let me know what you think. Cause the combat looks incredibly interesting, honestly. Forspoken will do. Yeah. Anyway, with that, uh, sorry, I just wanted to get those last two games out of the way. Talk no, about. I think we're making perfect time, um, but it is time to start wrapping up. It's time to say goodbye. How about you give kiss, us a plug again? Kiss your dads and come on, dogs. Um, hey, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Empty Glass Podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can follow us on Twitch and listen to our other shit. Join the chat with Frosty Rob so he's not so lonely and by himself. But also go to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com. Uh, that's where we have links to all of our audio shit so that way if you want to listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify uh podbeam whatever like that you can do that and you can hear all of our cringy talks to the past 80 no 65 episodes stefan how was my plug how'd i do great great good good shit man thank you uh also if anyone would be curious to watch us play video games or anything like that uh let us know i from what i've talked to stefan about i think sea of thieves would be interesting because Neither one of us are big multiplayer people. And it's not like PvP people. I, I think we're more kind of PvE type people, you know? Yes, definitely. I like being on the same team. Um, but, you know, there's other games we can play in that category. Halo, CSGO. No, no. That's, that's what I'm saying. No, no. What I'm saying is I'm bad at PvP games. Like, I don't really enjoy playing them. Uh, I like more games where I can chill out with a group of friends and we're fighting, like, robots, essentially. That's what I'm saying. Like, see if these, like, you're just fucking sitting around with the bros, with the broskies, drinking some beer, throwing up all over the place, and then killing some skeletons. Like, that sounds fun. Absolutely. Um, also, something so, like Left 4 Dead would be pretty fun, I think. Nope. <laughs> I'm well, kidding. I would have fun with Left 4 Dead. Yeah, Left 4 Dead's great, especially if we do some of the custom maps, because they are yeah. they get spooky, man. You have no sense of fucking direction. There's this one that we played that's, like, downtown Japan, and, like, you're going through corridors and, like, you're going through, out into the city, and it's just beautiful. It's crazy what people have done with that game. But hey, if we're going to do that, we're going to need a full crew of people we know, because I'm not getting kicked again. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, it'd be four of us for sure. Cool. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Have yourself a great day. Uh, kiss your dogs on the mouth with a deep tongue. No, nope, stop right there. Have a great day, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening.